as we know, um, October brings a lot of different things on our calendar, right? October is known for what? Halloween, all right, that's one thing. Cancer awareness. Youth month, okay. When does fall, fall starts like right in September, right? Septem end of September is fall, right? But fall is, a lot of people get um, pumpkins and different things, but yes, Halloween is one of the things that we do remember during, we don't celebrate it, but we remember that that has happened. Now, tonight we're gonna look at a thing called suit up. As you know, at Halloween, there are many people who will put on costumes and put on masks and, um, you know, some will dress as themselves, yeah. Thank you, William. You know, some people don't need a mask, I guess some people say, but anyway. The point is, is that we live in a world where Halloween is known for being scary, right? Horror movies come out and, you know, and everything else, so it's like a scary type of month. Now, we in the church, and I don't know if you, you know, we don't like to talk about this that often, but we have a thing called spiritual warfare. And I don't know how many of you believe in spiritual warfare, but spiritual warfare is real. How many of you know about spiritual warfare? All right. Spiritual warfare is basically, you know, you know, you have spirits around and, you know, not that we can see them, you know, it's not like we, you know, we see on these movies where, you know, good versus evil. But the reality is that there's a spiritual warfare going on around us almost all the time. Tonight we're going to look at a passage of scripture that talks about how we are to fight against spiritual warfare. How are we to suit up? How are we to not put on a costume, but we are to put on the armor of God, that we are to protect ourselves from spiritual warfare because spiritual warfare is real. And let me just say this tonight because I think that sometimes, you know, we have some churches who will, you know, talk a lot about spiritual warfare and they'll show you this side and this side, but the reality is is that we have to understand that there is a war going, in, going on inside of us for good and evil, flesh and blood. Now, let me ask a question. How many of you find it hard to live your life for the Lord on a daily basis, all right? How many wrestle between being right for Christ and being in the world? How many wrestle with that? It's a real thing, right? It's a real. It's a reality that we don't like to talk about in the church. But here we see as we look in our passage tonight, Ephesians 6, 10 to 17 says this, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of the might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Again, the devil. Devil is not just something that comes around and you know, we sometimes think we see the pitchfork and people dress up as the devil even during Halloween, but with a pitchfork and, you know, horns. Let's be real, okay? And I know we watch, some of us, you know, not that I'm encouraging you to, but I remember growing up watching horror movies and we sometimes look at people and think to ourselves, how dumb could you be? You see it's a dark alleyway, it's late at night, and you're going to walk down that alleyway, come on, be real. All right? And then, you know, like, it's like, you just don't do it, right? You know, like, we think to ourselves, yeah, how, you know, like, what were you thinking? And I mean, I'm sure this week, you all have, most of you probably seen the Soya Boy video when he talks about horror movies and different things like that and things you don't do. But the reality is that the devil is not someone who's going to come to you with a pitchfork and horns. 
the devil's going to come very nice to you. He's not going to come there trying to, you know, to be this, to show himself so easily. He comes in a lot of different ways. And here it's saying, be ready, stand against the schemes of the devil. He's coming with schemes. He's coming with tricks. Verse 12, we, it says this, but we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. You see, we are wrestling. We are having a battle go on every single day of our lives, and we have to be ready. Let me ask a question. If you know, or if, uh, think of a boxer for a second. If a boxer is going to go fight against someone else, what is he going to do? He's going to what? Train. He's going to train. He's not going to go and try, you know, go before the match and have a big Thanksgiving dinner into the boxing ring and just don't work out for months. He's going to try to work. He's going to try to get in shape. All right? Because he wants to be fit. He wants to be ready to go. Verse 13 says, Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. And as the shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. Verse 16. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, which you can extinguish all flaming darts of the evil one. And take up the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So we're going to look at a couple things tonight. First of all, don't let your guard down. Don't let your guard down. Don't think that you have it all together and think, you know what, I go to church, I read my Bible sometimes, I'm okay. What's the worst thing that you can, hap can happen when you let your guard down? You're going to get attacked. When we sometimes think in our, even our little Christian life, our Christian walk, we think we have it all together, that's when the devil comes at the right time. The devil comes when things are, are, we think are going great. And we think, you know what, I got this, I got this. I don't have to worry, I got this. And that's when Satan comes and attacks us. Another thing is life is a battle, we need to suit up. We need to suit up, we need to get our suit, we need to get our armor on. Not a tie and coat suit, but we need to get suit, we need to get ready. What do we need to suit up spiritually? We can look at four different points tonight, and this is the first one. Spiritual warfare is real. Spiritual warfare is real. This isn't something that we're making up or thinking to scare you, but spiritual warfare is real. This is why it said in verse 11 and 12, it says this, Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. You see, there's a battle going on. There's a battle going on every single day of our lives, whether we believe it or not. And we all make choices every day. We either make the choices to please the Lord, or we make choices to please the devil. We either make choices to follow Christ, or we make choices to follow what the devil is telling us, the schemes of the devil. You see, that's reality. Again, like I said, it would be easy if the devil came to us in that pitchfork and horns. It'd be so easy, because we would know what to run away. We would know not to get close. You know, just this week, my neighbors across the street from me, they were um, getting their house fumigated. So they had the big tent over their house, and Mercy was trying to figure out 
you know, she thought it was kind of cool that they had a tent on their house. You know, she was thinking like, you know, maybe go camping or something or whatever was going on in the house. She didn't know, but she thought it was pretty cool to have the tent in the house. But we know the tent signifies, right? Caution, do not go in that house because you could die from the fumes. Don't ask me why during this week they've actually had a security guard there during the nights. I'm thinking to myself, why is the security guard there? Because who's going to go in that house? But the reality is people are so desperate today that they have to protect their house and everything else. They actually had a security guard, like I said, his house had been fumigated for termites, just sitting out, that, that was their job. Their job was just to sit out there and be the security guard. I mean, that's just all they had to do. You see, the, the thing is we have to understand is this, is that we are fighting a fight every day. It's real. It's not something we make up, it's not something that we're trying to scare you, but it's real. Secondly, second point is this, don't get caught with your pants down, all right? That's a funny thing, right? But the reality is, we get caught with our pants down when it comes to these things. Verse 14 says, stand therefore, fasten on the belt of truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. What does the belt do? Hold up your pants, right? Huh? Unless your pants are tight, right? The reality is we, most of us, need a belt to keep our pants up. There were years when, and I don't think, I think it's changing a little bit. I mean, there's still those people who want the saggy look, but for the most part of the day, people want the tight look. I don't know why, but people like tight pants. Right? I'm talking about guys here, you know, like before years ago, it was sagging, and then, you know, but then it got tighter pants, even though, even though some guys who went in, who go and shop in the women's section of a clothing store, because they want skinny jeans, right? Okay, anyway, so, but the reality is that we do not want to get, listen, we talked about, first of all, don't let your guard, the spiritual warfare is real, don't get caught with your pants down, it's basically saying don't let the guard down, don't think you have it together, you need the belt of righteousness, the belt of truth, sorry, and have him put on a breastplate of righteousness. What, is a, what does a shield do? Protect you, right? You know, some people in here, you know, I'm going to use this for an example. How many of you played ping ball before? All right. You don't, have a, you don't have a shield like this, right? But you are given a shield wheel on your what? On your face, right? Now, let me ask you a question. If you take that shield off your face and you get shot in your face, what do you think is going to happen? It's going to hurt, right? Listen, all right? I remember, I remember taking a group of kids to World Life Florida one year. And I remember, you know, that's the first thing they'll tell you. You know, they'll tell you to use the gun, but they'll always tell you, do not take the shield off. Don't take that face mask off. Yeah, you even sign up. Yeah, you sign your life away, basically. But anyway, they tell you, you know, don't take it off. If you do take it off, they'll pull you off the course. Well, this one guy in my youth group, of course, he didn't want to listen. And what did he do? He went in there and he took his mask off. 
Well, let's just put it this way. The referees were saying, put your mask on, yelling at him, put his mask on. And I mean, it was like this snap thing just out. I mean, he put the mask down, and boom. I mean, literally, the thing hit him square in the mask. But he was not lucky, but it was just that God saw it, that he put his mask down that exact moment when somebody shot him square in the face. Now, if he didn't have the mask on, what would happen? He would have got shot in his eye. I know, people, I know people have lost sight in their eye because being shot in their eye by a ping pong. You see, we need to understand that we need to not just put our guard down and think, oh, I have it, I got this. But it's a reality that we're, we're looking at and a reality that we see every day of our lives, this wrestle between good and evil. You know, think about it. I'm sure we've all watched the cartoons where you have the good angel and you got the demon on the side, right? You have the two things on the shoulders, right? Y'all watch that, right? And then one is telling you, you know, do good, and then one is saying do bad. What a commercial? True move. Okay, I wasn't thinking that. But think about it, right? Let, think about it for a second, right? I want you to think about it. How many of us, not that we literally have an angel and a demon on the side of us, but we almost hear two voices in a way telling us, one, way, one voice telling us to do the right thing, and one telling you, don't do this, or to do this. How many of you ever had that? You had that feeling where you're wrestling between those two voices. All right? Of course, it's not, like I said, it's not something shows up, bam. That would be easy. You see, we have to understand it's not easy. The third thing is this. Know that your only defense is the Word of God. Know that your only defense in the spiritual warfare is the Word of God. That's the only weapon we have. Verse 17 said, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Now, imagine a question. If that's the only weapon that you have, how well can you use it? How many of us really study our Bible and know what the Bible says? How many of us can defend ourselves when people are talking against the Bible? This is the reality is this is our defense. This is the only thing. You know, I want you to imagine on a basketball court for a second, all right? Here it is. Most of the time, you have a five-on-one break. All right, just think for a second, a five-on-one fast break. There's one guy on defense, five coming on offense. More than likely, like, more than likely, that guy who's won, he's going to let them probably go to the rim and just score because he feels like there's no way, right? But there's the exception to where somebody will try to fight, where they will say, you know what? I'm going to just think now. I'm going to think if he tries to pass the ball, I'm going to try to get it. And we actually see that happen where that one guy will come out with the ball, and then he'll start a fast break for his other team. You see, the reality is that we have one defense. All right? Quiet. All right? We have one defense, and we have the Word of God. Now, if I had to ask you questions about the Word of God, and people ask you questions about, do you believe this? How many of you really would know what you believe? How many of you really know that the Bible says that? You know, there was a, um, on one of the, the late night shows, there was this, um, they were talking about 
insurance premiums going up, right? And the whole twist of this, this um, interview was they were going to streets and they were making it sound good. Like, you know, they were saying, you know, isn't it cool that premiums are going up by so much percent? And the people, because, you know, this is the media, they just believe in like, oh, yeah, that is great. That's great. I mean, it's so great that, you know, these things are happening. Well, do you know what a premium is? A premium means you're paying more money. It doesn't mean that you're getting better benefits, which some of them thought that meant, because the media changed it all up just to make it sound good. But they were talking about getting more, you know, paying more premiums. And like, I mean, these people just ate it up because the media was making it sound so good. You see, that's how some people come to us. Well, you know what? If you do this, man, don't worry about it. You know, it, it, it's going to be fun. Man, the Christian life is boring, man. Why do you want to be doing that? You know, the reality is we need to know what we believe. We need to know that the Word of God is the only weapon that we have. And the last point we look at is this. Put on the full armor of God. Put on the full armor of God. You know, and I, and I don't, you know, I can imagine, you know, I don't know, just having this armor and, you know, having it on. You know, for me, this is the illustration that I could think of. That playing softball, I remember playing against the school, and I remember the guy, this team, you know, we had some teenagers who come to Kings that had no chest protector. No chest protector, no shin guard, nothing. You know, like, basically, they had nothing. And I just remember this guy... You know, this guy thought, okay, you know, I'm going to play catcher without the different, you know, equipment. Next thing you know, foul tip, and let's just say it hit the guy right where a guy would not be, want to be hit. Listen, all right, listen. The reality is we need to have the full armor guard. We need to be protected. All right? You know, we have to be very careful because guess what? The reality is, if we have not the whole armor, it doesn't really matter. Because there's always going to be somewhere where it's going to be vulnerable. If I only take on a chest protector, I have no shin guards, what does that mean? My knees are going to be... That's right, that's right where the ball's going to hit me. All right? Right? It, Whatever you don't want protected, it's where you're going to get hit, right? Ephesians 6.11 says this. Listen, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. All right? Put on not some, but the whole armor of God. Put on everything. Be protective. Put everything on. Because let me tell you something. The one place that you don't protect is where Satan's going to attack you. He's coming. And he's coming, and we've got to be ready for him. We've got to be ready to protect ourselves. So I challenge you tonight, as we think about this, and we think of you know, this whole picture of people dressing up for Halloween or whatever like that, I want you to think of, how are you dressing up for Christ? Are you suiting up with everything? Are you suiting up with the whole armor of God? Or are you vulnerable in some places? Because you haven't really studied the Word of God and be, know what it says because that's our only defense. I challenge you to put on the full armor of God. Be ready. Let's pray. 
Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. And we thank you, Father, that you love us, that you will send your son to die for us so that we can have a relationship with you. And Father, I pray that you would just continue to be honored in everything that we do. We just pray now as we just continue tonight that you would just be honored. And Father, that tonight as we listen to your word, I pray that we would apply it to our lives. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.